everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. For those of you tuning in for the first time, this is a health, fitness, and overall healthy living podcast. And my name is Karina. I'm a certified personal trainer and licensed massage therapist. Been doing this for over a decade. I'm based out of New York. And my goal here is to provide you with valuable fitness insights and inspire you to adopt a healthier lifestyle by applying simple strategies. Today, I am speaking with Jonah Morales-Thompson. She was on a couple of episodes ago, and she specializes in gut health. Jonah has her master's in nutrition. She's a holistic health coach. She has a bachelor's in community health education, and she's a prior NASM certified personal trainer. So that's pretty cool. And um, you can find Jonah, learn more about Jonah at Leaky Gut wellness on instagram her website is tailoryourwellness.com today's episode is about coffee how and how concerned should we be about consuming coffee on a daily basis how does it harm our health jonah will talk about the ways that caffeine affects your health so you have to keep in mind that Yes, we're talking about coffee, but we're also talking about caffeine, and caffeine comes through various products, so keep that in mind, and uh, we're going to talk about clean coffee. Is that a myth? What's that all about? And she's going to open our eyes and dig deep into how coffee can exacerbate a lot of the conditions that we already have. It could disrupt blood sugar levels. It can trigger stress, depression. So if you're a hardcore coffee lover and you're drinking a few cups a day, this might be difficult to listen to. And I can totally relate because I'm kind of looking for a loophole for that Goldilocks sweet spot where I can enjoy my cup of coffee and not damage my gut. But Jonah is opening my eyes and digging deep and I'm learning so much from her. And it's inspiring me and encouraging me to truly wean off a coffee for all the reasons Jonah will mention here. So let's listen in as Jonah clarifies clean coffee. So let's let's really clarify what clean coffee means because there are a lot of truths and a lot of it has been muddled and information has become very confusing for people. Yes. And you know, people tend to gravitate to the headlines and you know, they look at the first few words of a headline and then they just want to grasp that because that's all the information they can hold on to and they're running off of doing the next thing. But I think that it's, it's really important that we dig deeper and really look at research more carefully, uh, especially as to who's funding the research, right? Because there's so much, um, so many hands involved and research is not as um, clear cut and um, and especially for a lot of people who have difficulty reading research, you know, it can be very overwhelming and confusing and just way too much information. Right. And, you know, in, in terms of who's funding the studies, well, they're obviously going to promote the coffee, that coffee is a health food. So if you're looking at an opinionated article or a research study, you know, you'll find the headline that states, some of the benefits of coffee and coffee can help you lose weight and you know a whole other long list of some benefits right mm -hmm. but as you scroll down further towards the bottom of that article which many people are not going to do because our our attention spans are so short you know there's a longer list of health risks 
right? So if you even go to the American Cancer Society's website and just search for coffee on their website, and they will address the concerns around coffee and cancer. Um, but they'll tell you, you know, there are over a thousand studies and, but you know, when you look at the results, the results are quote unquote unclear or mixed results or not clearly or completely understood, right? So those are your red flags, right? And it's really highlighting the fact that they're not being very clear and transparent with the fact that coffee can cause cancer, you know? And then they may use the terms like maybe, there may be health benefits, right? Quote unquote, maybe. So that's where it gets very muddled. And, um, and when you look at the bigger picture, right? So the American Cancer Society, they receive tons and tons and tons of money, right? And that's a big factor, right? If an organization is receiving a lot of funding, they certainly don't want to have that funding funding <laughs> altered, right? So, so, you know, they want to stay in business. So you want to keep that in mind as well. So mm-hmm. the reality is, is that when it comes to caffeine, it's a stimulant drug. And caffeine intoxication causes a cluster of symptoms that are associated with stimulation of the brain and the nervous system. That's a fact. So, and since it's a stimulant drug, it's also addictive. It has addictive properties, right? And this is gonna include anything, like even herbal products that contain caffeine. Like so now we have like yerba mate on the market. You'll see that a lot in, in various drinks. Guarana, cola nut, green tea extract, like these are all sources of caffeine. And then the caffeine that they put in uh, soda, right? So it's really important to understand that, you know, if you've ever come across a person, even from your own experience, I speak from my experience as well, Uh that the reason why coffee is so addictive is because it certainly has a lot of ingredients in it that when you go without it, you go into a state of withdrawal, right? Some people even talk about coffee the night before, like, oh, I can't wait to have my warm cup of coffee in the morning, Uh right? So what is that about? Um, And, you know, another reality about coffee is that not only does it contain caffeine, but it actually has over 700 volatile substances. And that includes more than 200 acids and a whole vast number of alcohols, aromatic compounds, esters, and more. And that's just the stuff that occurs naturally in there, right? Then you think about all the pesticide residues. In addition. Mm -hmm. Right. So the nitrosamines, the solvents, the mycotoxins, like you mentioned, which are toxic mold that actually cause disease and even death. So... When you bring all this together, there are so many health risks, and some of them are even carcinogenic. 
So that's the problem with, with caffeine. And of course, you know, because it's in coffee, you're being subjected to this. Right. Are some people more um, like susceptible to like the, the effects of caffeine or more sensitive? Do you know anything in regards to Well, that? yeah. I mean, if you are already unhealthy, you don't exercise, you don't eat organic foods, you don't sleep well, you have high stress in your life, you don't take time for meditation or spirituality, you don't have relationships, like, okay, so you have a lot going against you. Then you add caffeine on top of that, mm. or coffee, and you know it's just gonna make you more susceptible and make all of those symptoms that you're already having worse. Worse. Right? And then you compare that to someone who maybe works out five days a week, mm -hmm. they meditate, they do yoga, they're eating organic foods, they juice, you know, they have great relationships, low stress job, well, jobs, then obviously they're going to be able to, you know, endure some of those effects, right? And, but the problem is, is that people are unable to make the connection, right? between what coffee does to the body and some of their symptoms, whether it's insomnia, back pain, joint pain, mm -hmm. um, whether it's urinary tract in infections, whether it's digestive issues, whether it's malnourishment, you know, they're not connecting those dots. There's a dis obviously a disconnect. And so people are not aware that, oh, my coffee drinking in the morning and multiple times a day is actually a contributor to these health issues that I'm experiencing. Okay. So if you are, if you have habits that are not contributing to your health and are actually depleting from it, then coffee is just going to exacerbate all those symptoms. Of course. Yeah. Or, or even be at the root cause of that. So I'll, I'll explain something too about coffee and uh -huh. caffeine in particular. So a lot of the studies that are done on coffee, so their standard measurement of coffee is typically six ounces, right? Five, six ounces, right? Which is really okay. like a teacup, right? Who mm -hmm. drinks from a teacup anymore? <laughs> so that's a little bit over like 85 milligrams of caffeine, almost 100. 85, right? wow, that's not they, much. <laughs> Yeah, not, not much, right? And that's the same when it comes to soft drinks. Okay. So no one drinks just six ounces of coffee a day, no. right? All soda cans, they start at 12 ounces yes. or more. Yes. Starbucks cups start at 12 ounces. Then you got your 16 ounce, and then 20. you got your 24 ounce. 24? So that's wow. over... 300 milligrams of caffeine when you order a vente. Then you factor in the brewing method, which can also increase the, the caffeine level. Mm. So how many people drink that size of coffee more than once a day? How many people are having ventes? Like they go in the morning, then they go in the afternoon, then they yes. have the afternoon crash. Yeah. So um, many American adults are consuming five to 600 milligrams of caffeine from coffee every day. And that's just coffee. Right. So you also have to consider, all right, what about the energy drinks? Mm -hmm. What about the energy bars? Mm -hmm. Or what about the soft drinks? What about medications like Midol and Excedrin that have caffeine in it? Mm -hmm. What about the chocolate? 
What about the coffee ice cream? Chocolate. You know? So all of that is compounding. And it's not that, you know, the coffee necessarily just disappears, like you're just, you know, quickly peeing or pooping it out. Mm-hmm. No, it stays in your bloodstream for quite some time. So it, it does cause a lot of these health issues, and you okay. know, I'm sure we talk about that too. Yeah, could you um, run through the five ways you spoke about caffeine affects your health? Sure. So five is just five. There's, yeah. there's more than that. Otherwise, this would be like a five-hour <laughs> conversation, right? Yeah. So just to give you a, a, a sense of what some of the ramifications are. So for, for one, caffeine certainly impairs your digestion. Right? The feelings of the bloating, pain, gas, you know, what's happening in the gut too, since caffeine is uh, a dehydrant, you're extracting water from the body, so that's going to leave, you know, your food undigested and fermenting in the gut, um, putrefaction, right? The foods that are stuck in your gut, they're going to produce toxins, and those toxins will leak through the gut. And they're going to travel into your bloodstream, contributing to so many health conditions and diseases. Mm-hmm. Then the other thing about caffeine is that it causes your blood vessels to constrict. Mm-hmm. This, when you're thinking about your blood vessels constricting, tightening up, this is going to increase your chances of a heart attack or stroke. So if you have high blood pressure, right, for whatever reason, you're not going to get enough oxygen to your organs and even your body parts. You know, some people may complain about um, their hands and their feet get cold very yes. easily. Yeah. You know, and, and if they're a coffee drinker, it could be related to the coffee because wow. it's constricting those vessels. Mm-hmm. A third way is that coffee goes everywhere in the body, right? And it can easily cross the blood-brain barrier. And thanks to the liver, right? The liver is able to break it down. However, when it gets through the brain, that's when the liver has to try to remove the toxins. So something that people should be aware of is that medications can make it difficult. You know, like birth control pills and Cipro, they can actually make it uh, increase your risk for liver disease. Right? Because you have the liver trying to break down the coffee, and then you have the medications also doubling down on that. Wow. Right? And, if you have a, and if you have moderate liver, liver disease to begin with, that can reduce the caffeine clearance from your body. So you're actually walking around with high caffeine levels in your blood from anywhere from two to six days. Two to six days from one cup of coffee? Or? Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. So if your liver is not functioning optimally, then you're going to be more vulnerable to the effects of caffeine. How about the average person when they have a cup of coffee? How long does that caffeine usually circulate, remain in the system? Uh, I believe it's like typically like uh, six, eight hours around that, around that amount of time, right? So, you know. It, and then again, it depends on your lifestyle, right? And if you're drinking a lot of water, right? Like, what are you exactly doing? Yeah. So the caffeine lingers around. That's why they recommend that if you're going to drink coffee, not to have it past three o'clock because it's going to impact your sleep cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about caffeine is that it's not only addictive, but it also increases your addiction for other substances like nicotine, right? 
because caffeine and all these other addictive um, substances, they raise your dopamine, right? Those, the feelings of you know, pleasure and elation. Mm-hmm. So they'll increase those levels. And then they also interact with opiate, opiate receptors in the brain, right? So you're taking in caffeine, you're going to get your high off of that. Yeah. And then guess what? You're going to want to also, you know, you see people drink. I've seen coffee. people many times and yeah, yeah. yeah. And they look very right. joyful. <laughs> right. In that moment. In, in that, that moment. moment. But yeah. And then going back to the fifth thing, going back mm-hmm. to how caffeine disrupts your sleep. Yes. Right. Um, and deep sleep is crucial for cellular regeneration, for building your immune system, restoring your nervous system. So research also actually shows that people who consume more than 250 milligrams of caffeine a day tend to have poor sleep quality and they don't even know it. So it's not so much that, oh, you know, you drink coffee but you can fall asleep. Mm -hmm. What's happening in the middle of the night? Because we need to go into that deep state of deep state of sleep. Yeah. That's where the repairs happen. Uh-huh. So if you wake up feeling tired instead of renewed, yes, then you're not getting the deep the sleep, deep sleep. Mm-hmm. that you need. Yeah. Right? You end up dragging yourself around throughout the day. You're depending on coffee once again as soon to as you wake up, up and going. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So people who are having trouble falling asleep or waking up frequently waking up too early or dissatisfied with the quality of their sleep to the point they're taking medications or self-medicating, then those are the people that are going to be on this cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Um, People who also have trouble, like people who decide to self-medicate, right? They're taking sleeping aids or... Melatonin is hot right now. Right. Everyone's dependent on that, Mm -hmm. right? And then those people who decide to self-medicate, maybe they'll have a glass of wine at night to help calm themselves because they've had such a high-stress day and the coffee contributes to that. Mm -hmm. So that's how it affects the sleep cycle. Yeah, because sometimes, um, and it's happened to myself as well because of the amount of coffee I was drinking a few years ago, I would sleep what would seem to be sufficient adequate amount, seven to eight hours, but wake up feeling just like not ready to go or looking forward to that coffee, like really looking forward to it. And that's the only reason <laughs> I'm getting out of bed. So I yeah. can relate yeah. to what you're saying there. So yeah. how about we talk about caffeine myths? Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So on the topic of feeling like you need something to get you up and going in the morning, so the myth that caffeine gives you energy is wrong. It's not energy. It's only chemical stimulation. So there's an increase in the stress hormone cortisol that's taking you actually into an emergency state. So imagine yourself being chased by a pit bull, right? That's what's happening to your body. Your cortisol kicks in so that you can go into fight or flight. Okay. So you gotta run for your life. Yeah. So that's what ha- that's what's happening to you in the morning. You get up, you're dragging, and you need something to 
boom, you know, get you up and going. Mm-hmm. You start running like a pit bull is chasing you because you got to get to work. You got to yeah. get the kids out the door. You got to, you know, make sure that you get to all of your errands and things of that right. sort, right? So, but then after that, what happens? You return to a state of fatigue. So I want you to do a little experiment. So you're going to hold out your fist, right? Okay. And yeah. I want you to squeeze it so, so tight, right? For 30 seconds, right? Just keep squeezing like, you know, you've, you've got to crush something, okay. right? Okay, Doing and it. now release it. Release it. You see how tired your hand feels? Yes. <laughs> so that's what's happening to your entire body wow. after you're drinking coffee. You're yeah. running, 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 and then you go into this complete state of fatigue. And by the afternoon, you crash. And then what do people go towards? Another cup of coffee. Yes. Right? So true. So, and this is also going to be impacted by how much caffeine you drink. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just drink one. One, one cup, of, cup of coffee a day. It might be two. It might be like on the hour. Right? So that oh, yeah. cortisol stays in your bloodstream for 18 hours a day. So this is how it affects, affects your sleep, your immune system, ages, ages you more quickly. Mm-hmm. It has an effect on your mind, your mood, and your behavior. Yep. Right? The other myth is that it gives you a lift. Right, like yes. you feel like, oh, I feel elated, mm-hmm. you know, I that that pleasure, right? Totally True. wrong. It might be a short-term blessing, yeah, but it's gonna be a long-term experience, a long-term letdown, oh. right? You're gonna be suffering because although you may get that quick boost of a lift, it's ultimately going to affect your mood and just bring you down. So I'm really referring to anxiety, depression, the panic attacks, right? How many people do you know are experiencing anxiety, depression, and panic attacks? Many these days, many, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I have so many clients, all my clients that I, uh, you know, see in the beginning of our sessions, that's what we talk about also, right? The anxiety, the stress, and the depression. Everybody, yeah, everybody's yeah, going through that. Yeah. And it's important right. to talk about it. Yeah, I feel Absolutely. not enough people want to discuss it. Um, you know, because we have to stay to try to stay strong for our friends or family or whoever else. But uh, yeah, it's that's that's a good way to start a session. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's not so much. You know, of course, the the world has a heavy weight on our shoulders right now. But if you are being chased by that pit bull every morning or multiple times a day, how can you have the energy to deal with the typical crises in one life? In one's life, right? If you like clenching your fist like that, What's left? and then you're fatigued. Yeah. How do you deal with like just a basic, you know, issue that might come up? Mm-hmm. It becomes so overwhelming for you, yeah. right? So that's how caffeine really doesn't give you that lift. Now, the third myth I wanted to mention was that um, people think that caffeine actually sharpens your mind. Yes. I was a believer (laughs) before an exam, caffeine. And and get this, I used to have a a venti Mm -hmm. uh, Americano from Starbucks Mm -hmm. with um, uh, uh, omega-3 vitamins. I don't know why I did that. I was like, okay. (laughs) 
I gotta do something before the exam. I gotta stay awake. I need something for my brain. Ridiculous. I know. Okay. Yeah, well, but you go ahead. Um, so definitely not true. Uh-huh. So while you may feel alert, yes, it's just increasing sensory and more activity in the body. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's uh-huh. increasing so your false. heart rate. It's dilating your pupils. Mm-hmm. It's increasing increasing your blood pressure. Why? Because it's constricting your blood vessels. Right. So in actuality, caffeine decreases over overall mental acuity because you're lowering the amount of oxygen that is getting to your brain. So you have to be more awake because you're under stress? Is well, you honestly have to. Yeah. But because it's constricting your blood vessels, yeah. you're not getting the oxygen that you would need to your brain. Mm. So it's actually slowing it down. Um. You think that you're performing well on that exam because you're you're hyper your heart rate is up yeah but you're more nervous than anything else yeah. and more excited and overstimulated because it's a chemical stimulant it's not that you're getting more oxygen flow to the brain which is what you really need mm-hmm. if you do a search abc news did this study this experiment some time ago and mm-hmm. if you do a search okay. abc news caffeine and the brain you'll see that they did an experiment with the news reporter they had her they had her drink a cup of coffee and then go into an mri machine oh wow and they actually could see how that blood flow decreased by about 42 percent that's a large percentage that is a large percentage wow yeah so that's how significant it is okay um and I'll just briefly mention a few more ways that caffeine harms the body. Mm-hmm. So it's going to disrupt your blood sugar cycle. If you're diabetic, caffeine is not going to be your friend. It's going to keep you on this up and down roller coaster with your blood sugar. It also causes malnutrition. So it increases the loss of critical vitamins like your B vitamins and minerals like calcium, magnesium, and zinc. Wow. Right? So this is being depleted through your urine, and then it's also blocking absorption of nutrients from your food as well, like iron. So if you think about people as they age in life, why they get brittle bones. Osteoporosis, anemia. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, it's because they are drinking coffee. That's a factor. And caffeine in general? Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Caffeine. And what's happening is that even though you may start supplementing or you're doing um, resistance training to try to build up the calcium in your bones, Mm -hmm. no matter what, you're always below, right, that that baseline that you need to be. And you're always trying to catch up, but you drink coffee and it's like you're always getting below that range and you can never get above and, and beyond where you really need to be with bone density and calcium in your body. Mm-hmm. And then that's why people feel tired. You know, you're not getting the iron from your food. It's wow. going to contribute to anemia. So then you feel drained. I have a client who, who drank a lot of coffee and she was anemic. And we had to talk about, you know, removing coffee from her diet because she wasn't, she was taking supplements, but going for blood, um, blood fusion, Fusions of yeah, iron. Like fusions, they're so popular now. Yes, and it's because the coffee was blocking her absorption wow. of the iron that she needed. And once she started to remove it from her diet, yeah. 
then it was like, oh, now I feel energetic, like as a function, you know, like, you know, and the other thing too is that it negatively impacts the body's defense system. It reduces your natural killer cells, so it's going to have an effect on your immune system, system functioning. Wow. It lowers your melatonin because of the adrenal stress and anxiety that you experience throughout the day. Stress can also trigger hostility and increase your level of anger. How many people yeah. have road rage in the morning on their way to work? Right, or coming home from work. Yeah. What does that really have to do with? Why are people so angry and hostile? Right? They're trying to <laughs> my my sons and I one time we were driving uh -huh. and you know, we could see like there was this car in front of us and it made like, you know, there was oncoming traffic, uh -huh. but it was there was a Dunkin' Donuts, you know, uh -huh. that it was waiting to turn on a left uh -huh. to get to. And that person drove so fast in there. <laughs> it was just like, we joke about it all the time. Like, you know, you can imagine that these people are in this state of like, I need my coffee, I need my coffee. And they'll risk, you know, cutting through traffic yeah, yeah. to get to it. Happens too often out there driving. Yeah. 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 Okay, guys, so we're going to take a pause here. This is a long episode because there's just so much to learn. And I'm very grateful that Jonah came back on to share her wealth of knowledge. We're learning so much about coffee and caffeine and breaking down all those myths and opening up, really opening up our eyes. Stay tuned. And if this episode really speaks to you, go ahead, give it a like, subscribe, share it with your friends and family that could really benefit from this information.